Well, hello, listener, and welcome to the Rambling Gator Podcast. This is the podcast where I ramble about life lessons learned through my real-life stories. I'm Mike, your host. I'm also known as the Gator, and I thank you for joining me. Since you're up here on this porch, go ahead and pull up a chair and sit a while. I'm getting ready to ramble a little bit, man. Enjoy it. Black one, black one, you're at T-minus one minute and counting. All systems still showing green. You are go for launch. Captain Corey reached beyond the sheet-covered chairs and pulled down the flap. Outer door closed, Major, my brother said. Confirming our ship's outer door was now closed. We strapped in and raided ourselves for the launch into history. Roger, Mission Control. Black one copies T-minus one minute. I cut my hand over my mouth, creating the squelching noise to end my transmission. Confirmed our outer door is closed. System still read green. We are go for launch. The Major Mike and Captain Corey. History will record Black One as the first space flight that was planned and manned by an all-black crew. Yes, sir, my brother and I were set to become the first brother brothers to orbit our big blue marble. We bristled with excitement over the prospects of this journey with birth. We dreamed big while we waited for the launch. When we returned to Earth, we were certain NASA would rename their place the Negro Aeronautics and Space Administration. Just for us. Maybe we'd have a ticker tape parade in New York. Maybe we would make the cover of Time magazine. Or at least Jet or Ebony for a couple of issues. Who knew? Just in those heady days in the 1970s, the possibilities that space travel presented were endless. All systems go, Major. Captain Corey spoke. Roger, I replied. Time to light this candle. We both shouted, T-minus five, four, three, two, one, blast off! Rocket engine noises erupted from our mouths, and we blasted off from our Cape Canaveral living room launch pad, bound to slip the surly bonds of Earth. We shook in our kitchen chairs, turned into flight seats, as our plaything spacecraft lifted from the pad and catapulted us skyward. Captain Corey adjusted buttons from his pretend console, a low rumble falling from his mouth. I sat focused, holding the control stick stock steady, keeping the craft known as Black One on a straight and true trajectory up, up, up into the heavens. Brother, I yelled at my brother. This is one heck of a ride, ain't it? Mm-hmm, my brother replied. Instantly, we brother astronauts were in orbit. Control, this is Black One, I squelched. We are in space. All systems look good. And man, the view is wonderful up here. Roger, Black One, my brother answered. You young brothers are making history now. We sat in silence for a moment, looking out the gaps in the sheets to the blackness of space and the blue earth below us. We pondered the wonder of flying through the heavens while giving our mouths a much-needed break from having made all the engine noises. It was then that an involuntary growl rose from my brother's tummy. Captain Corey looked to and rubbed his empty stomach. Then he said, Man, all this work to get to orbits made me hungry. Yeah, me too, I said. Captain, break out the tang and sticks. As we floated round and round and round the earth, we sipped tang and chewed on Pillsbury space food sticks. For those who remember the space program's early days, tang was a powdery drink of choice by the astronauts. According to Wikipedia, in 1962, when Mercury astronaut John Glenn conducted eating experiments in orbit, Tang was selected for the menu. 
It was also used during some Gemini flights, and the flavor beverage appeared on the menu of numerous space shuttle missions. By the 1970s, every kid in the country drank Tang, including us brother astronauts circling the globe in our makeshift spaceship. And while many remember Tang, few recall Pillsbury's contribution to the space program and the sugar highs of kids across the United States. Again, according to Wikipedia, space food sticks were created in the 1960s by Pillsbury's chief technologist, Howard Bauman. In 1970, Pillsbury filed for a trademark for, quote, a non-frozen ballast energy snack in rod form containing nutritionally balanced amounts of carbohydrate, fat, and protein, end quote which they dubbed, quote, space food sticks, end quote. Pillsbury space food sticks came in three flavors, chocolate, vanilla, and peanut butter. They retail for $1.50 a box at the local Winn-Dixie. My brother and I would usually split a 14-stick box of chocolate ones on most of our space missions. And believe me, with the sweet smell of the chocolate sticks floating around in our cotton sheet spacecraft, it wasn't hard to go through a box of them in under five minutes. But on this trip, we packed for an extended orbit and split two boxes. That's right. The brother astronauts consumed 14 sticks apiece and drank Tang all in one sitting. We cared not for the consequences. Man, we were in orbit, sipping Tang, eating sticks, making history, and enjoying ourselves as full-fledged astronauts. We were, as you recall, the first brother brothers in space. Captain Corey and Major Mike had achieved the impossible dream. And as we chowed down on those space food sticks, we dreamt again of our triumphant splashdown and returned to Mother Earth, where Walter Cronkite would be waiting to interview us about our successful mission. We envisioned paving the way for countless other black kids who wanted to go into space. Man, we would be heroes, like Ali, Audier, and Fred Sanford. We'd be held in high esteem like Dick Gregory and Richard Pryor. Maybe we'd get statues placed in front of NASA. In fact, they were going to rename it the Nigger Aeronautics and Space Administration. Why not? Maybe we'd even have dinner with the president. Maybe we could go to the moon. Or maybe Mars. The first brother astronauts on Mars. We smile wide at our prospects. I'm control the black one. A familiar and annoyed voice spoke right through our thin sheet of a capsule. Yeah, mom, I grumbled. You boys get out of that capsule and get ready for a bath here. Splashdown. Our mission was over cut short by the highest-ranking official in the house. But the follow-on mission was about to be cut short, too, as both my brother and my stomach growled, but not from hunger. Mike, I don't feel so good, my brother queezed. What is it, man? Space badness? I responded, and then clutched my stomach, too. No, I think it's too many sticks. Captain Corey hit the escape hatch just in time, and I wasn't too far behind. Suffice it to say, the mission did not end as well as we had planned. And for a while before bath time, we both visited another space called the bathroom. Again, again, and again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, old Gator here had a good time recording that story and recalling it for you all to listen to. Uh, those are some fun times <laughs> we used to have with that little thing called the Pillsbury Space Food Sticks. And boy, do we eat our fair share of them. I, th I think, you know, if, if Dad had a little more money, he probably would have bought stock in Pillsbury just for that. Actually, between that and biscuits was the second thing that we had most of uh, in the Pillsbury house, for sure. Oh, man, what are some fun times those were. 
it was a neat time growing up though in the 1970s and experiencing Apollo program as it went through its phases. Then the Gemini program before that, as it went through its phases too, and eventually the space shuttle program. And, and you know, for a long time, a lot of us kids still want to be astronauts. And I think the space shuttle program certainly revived that for a lot of us. The idea that we would be able to then take this particular vehicle and go to the moon uh, was something of intrigue, of uh, mystery, uh, and of, of inspired a spirit of adventure, in my opinion, for a lot of us. Here we are in the 21st century, and we still have ways to go, I think, with our efforts in space. But I'm hopeful that before I pass on in this world, that we actually get back to the moon, uh, let alone trying to get to Mars. We've already sent enough drones and probes and other things there to tell us what's there and what's not. And let's go ahead and get about doing it. I know that folks like Elon Musk and others are you know, investing a lot of money and a lot of effort to dream the impossible dream and make it become a reality. But I do hope that when they finally do put some folks on that particular spacecraft to go to Mars, that they include Tang. But also remember to take it easy on the space food sticks. Hey, thanks for stopping by and rambling with the old Gator on the Rambling Gator podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send me an email to theramblinggator at gmail.com and follow my deeper dive show discussions at theramblinggator.com. And wherever you're listening to this great big old world, I hope you and yours remain happy and healthy. And please tell your friends to stop on by and pull up a chair. For the Rambling Gator podcast, this is Old Gator saying so long for now. <laughs>